Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. So welcome to another episode of Man Up, Man Down. And, you know, it's one, something we've not done in a little while. It's just me and Volker uh, having a chat, a rambling chat. Bit cozy. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, it has it has been a while since we've spent some a quality 45 minutes, just the two of us. We, we did meet for lunch the other day. I know, I know. But I meant, you know, I meant, I meant time that other people get to enjoy and appreciate as well. Yeah. Fair enough. Although I think they did appreciate us in that uh, shop. Although they oh, were yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we we we're not want to name and shame, do we? <laughs> no, no. So yes. Anyway, well, I guess by we're, we're filming this episode at the start of February. It will go out relatively soon. But we thought we'd just sort of talk about you know it's that time of year. You know, you start off January with all these great intentions. You know, I'm gonna do this. Gonna cut out that. I'm going to, you know, change this habit. I'm going to adopt this lifestyle. And, you know, basically we're now, as I say, at the start of February and often, you know, most people have abandoned their resolutions or, you know, whatever you want to call them. So we thought we'd just sort of talk about how you can actually, you know, sort of get back on track. I mean, uh, I think, you know, Volker with his his vast coaching experience um, and, you know, and his own routines is probably more an expert in this than me. But I mean, I sort of learned quite a while ago that, you know, what what I find is better is to sort of set myself goals to achieve by the end of the year. But also, you know, sometimes looking back on what I've achieved the previous year, because, you know, it, it's, I mean, there's a great think it's Steve is it the Steve Jobs quote about you never know you know where you're heading but it's only when you look back I'm paraphrasing but it's only when you look back that you know you see those stepping stones yeah and just to be honest I'm just looking around because I have have two or three Steve Jobs quotes um around but uh, yeah it is you know you can't connect the dots moving forward you can only connect the dots looking back that's the one And, and he's right right See, there's a quote I have on my wall. Now we talk about Steve Jobs. Um, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do, right? And I have two other ones here as well, but we don't want to digress into Steve Jobs. Have you, and so have you got, got that quote underneath uh, Donald Trump, your picture of Donald Trump? I don't have a picture of Donald Trump. I will never have a picture of Donald Trump. Just for the record, um, I don't have a picture of any other great leaders or not so great leaders. <laughs> <laughs> no, no German ones. No, not no, not Jeremy one. Uh, I didn't didn't want to name and shame him here, but um, no, I, I do have Steve Jobs. I mean, it's it's funny because see, I hated Apple. There's a complete different anecdote away from habits here, but I I hated Apple with a passion, and I never really questioned why that was. I think it was mainly my brother's influence because he always liked Android. And I remember saying to my brother many years ago, I said, "With Android, what I don't like," and we're going back early days, Android, 2010, 2011. And, um, you know, I was saying, you know, every time I reboot or every time I install an update, I had to reconnect things in the backend. He says, yeah, that's what you have to do. And I'm like, I don't. No, I don't, because I just want things to fucking work. 
then uh, my wife got the iPhone and I never looked back. So I, I joined the um, revolution. And then I read Steve Jobs' book, um, his biography, which came out obviously after he died. And that's when I actually became aware of him. And he had a lot of bad sides, I suppose. So he had a lot of good sides. He had a really fascinating, interesting life. And, um, you know, so so why I'm talking about that is, is really, I, I think he had this vision just to make things easy and flow easy and, and obviously make a lot of money with it as well. But he was right. In that sense, he was right. We're discussing quotes from tech, tech greats. I mean, like one of my favorite ones is the, uh, the Bill Gates one about if I've got a hard job to do, I find a lazy person to do it because they'll find the easiest way of, you know, achieving that hard task. Yeah. I guess we are kind of diverting a bit, but I mean, I guess sort of my, as I say, you know, I I used to have, you know, New Year's resolutions, but then I sort of realised that actually it is difficult to suddenly make a change and often it is something you've got to build up to or, you know, it's, you've got to take small steps. The number of people there are that, that sort of say they'll give up smoking or, you know, they're going to go vegan. I mean, obviously we have January, you know, dry January. I don't have New Year's resolutions and I haven't had for a long time because I think it's all bullshit. And, and you know, I, I, I deliberately be a bit controversial here. So, I you know, don't get me wrong. I appreciate people go like, oh, New Year, New Me, I'm going to go to the gym. It's fucking busy. In January, I was in the gym this morning. I almost had to queue to get a bench to do some weights, right? It's slowly dying off again, which is good. But, you know, it's like, the thing is, I, I can't even book my spinning class because, oh, I need to do a spinning class. It's a new year. You know, come mid-February, you know, there are lots of spaces available. It's just, if you want to change, don't change because someone else tells you there's a date. Because it's not going to work. You're not going to give up smoking because it's the 1st of January. I quit from 60 cigarettes to zero cigarettes. Not on the 1st of January. Couldn't even tell you which day it was. I want to say 29th of October or something like that. Because I I knew I was ready to give up. You need to be mentally ready to give up. You need to be mentally ready to start a new habit. You need to be committed. And I'm not saying the 1st of January doesn't work. Don't get me wrong, right? If that is your date, this is your date, right? But do it when you're ready. Don't do it because someone else goes like, oh, New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give up smoking. And then, you know, it lasts for two days. And then you go like, oh, I'm never going to give up smoking. And then you start having this negative connotation with like, oh, I can't give up smoking. Oh, I'm never going to last. And then, you know, that's negative mindset and and, and all that jazz. So what I do instead is um, quarterly planning. And I've always done that. If I say I've always done that, I've done that for probably 10, 15 years now. Every quarter... I go like, okay, this quarter I want to achieve X, Y, and that. Income, work, professional goals, personal goals, et cetera, et cetera. And I review them every four weeks. So once a month I sit down and go like, okay, what have I achieved so far this month? Is it working towards my goals? Where do I need to put more effort in? And then if I say, as you get into the to the, to the end of the first quarter, and then you can choose your quarters as you wish, so you can do that with your financial year or, 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 or the year, and then once I get through the first month, I'm going to go like, okay, so how could the next quarter look like? What could the first month of the next quarter look like? And I do that for my financial planning. You know, like like I have a cash flow document where I go like, okay, which clients, you know, are going to stay for the next quarter? And I do the same with all my goals and I review them regularly, which means by, by having this monthly reminder, it keeps me more on track. So I'm going to 
almost use the podcast um, as an example. I mean, there, you know, there's sort of a, a theory of, you know, smart goals, which I'm sure lots of people have heard of, but it's basically you, you've got to make them specific. You've got to make them measurable. You've got to make them sort of achievable slash realistic. Um, and it's got to be in a certain time frame. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I think that does work. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'd say sort of for us, well, you know, with with this podcast, the goal has been we want to grow the audience. And yeah. I mean, like as we said, you know, sort of last weekend we met up, we sat down. It, you know, again, it's not like, right, what do we want to achieve this year? It's like, what are those short-term goals? And also, you know, based on well, what were our successes last year and, you know, the live event was certainly one of them. Yeah. So, you know, that's obviously sort of something that we're aiming towards and, you know, want to make it bigger and better than the last one. But, you know, it's it sort of, I guess it is always, even if you haven't, you know, stuck to that smart sort of framework, I guess it's always kind of keeping that goal in sight, but more importantly, keeping that next step in sight. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, you just mentioned it. We're planning another event mid-April. So after Easter, about a week or two weeks after Easter. So we're going to hopefully announce it in the next few weeks. And, we, you know, we haven't talked about the community yet. So let's talk about that. So we started a community on, on WhatsApp. So for now, it's a very simple WhatsApp group, which we want to grow into, a, say, a WhatsApp community and, 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 and so on. So there are lots of plans. But again, what what we like to do is like really, you know, give, give, giving you a, if I say, focal point for, for, for midlife. You know, where, where you can come and, you know, join and, and, and talk about your experience. Like almost being part of the podcast without being on an episode, if that makes sense. So we can we can all chip in and share our experience. And, you know, if, if we all get something out of it, you know, I'm, I'm a big, big believer, as, you know, ship, ships rise with the tide, right? It's like we, we're all going to get better in, in whatever we do. So that's really our our objective here. I mean, as it always has done with the uh, podcast, right? Raising awareness for for any topic, and you know, I mean, this couple of weeks I, I've been talking about prostate cancer a lot. I've been talking about suicide quite a lot. So I think those are the topics, you know, that, that come up more and more in the podcast, and and unfortunately in, in in midlife. So if we, you know, if we can change one life or save one life, we always say that's that's our job done. Again, digressing a little bit, but a bit of marketing is important for the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. We need to plan, right? You, you need to plan a podcast like you plan a business, like you plan, you know, time with the kids, time with the family. I think everything needs to be planned. And I, I just finished reading um, The Top Biller by Steve Guest, I believe, if you haven't read that yet. So it's a book about him being a recruiter, making lots of yeah, if I say making lots of money because he he shows up, he's consistent, he says what he does, and he's very very strict with his time, yet always on time, so he doesn't compromise on that, and very strict in terms of finding boundaries with the family as well. You know, re reading that book, I found I'm probably very similar to him. Uh, I haven't written the book on it, although I did write a book on productivity once, but you know, he puts it in really nice words, so hence I'm I happily recommend that book. But it is about boundaries, right? So if we're looking at, at at habits and we're looking at, you know, if I say the year year ahead or things you want to achieve, you need to find time for that. And, you know, with, with Michael Cheese, I 
you know, time blocking became a thing that became very popular over the last few years. And I'm like, wait a second, time blocking? I remember speaking to a friend of mine in 2010, you know, and he said, oh, my American colleagues, they, they put time in their diary to work on a PowerPoint. Have you ever done that, Volker? And I said, uh, I, I have. Is that a problem? But it wasn't very common in the UK at the, at the, at the time, and, and now it's quite popular because we, we often end up having to-do lists. So I love my to-do list. But then you don't make time in your diary to work on your to-do list. So your to-do list getting longer, you're getting more stressed. But if you put time blocks in and say, I don't know, this morning, 10 to 11, I work for client X and I don't know, I do Y. Then you get it done. And then you could tick it off your to-do box to to-do list and, and tick that box. And that's that's what works, right? And it's the same, you know, sadly or not. And and we discussed that with, with Ian actually on the podcast. Schedule time for your kids. Schedule in your diary when your kids come home from school. So you're you're present when they come home. And if you have a you know, if I say if you can't for whatever reasons, spend time with them in the evening. Put it in your diary so it's there. You know, I, I sometimes, I don't know, I should admit that, put put time in the diary for like, I don't know, five o'clock, six o'clock, cook dinner for the family. Because if it's not in my diary, it's not in my head. So I just work until half six, seven o'clock. And then the boys go like, I'm hungry, daddy, what are we eating? And I'm going like, um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, should we just quickly order something in? I haven't had time. And that doesn't fulfill the purpose, right? Because we're doing it to spend time with them, you know, to to, to teach them how to cook in it, to a certain extent. I mean, mine are a bit older now, so they kind of get the principle of delivery, et cetera, right? But <laughs> we want to be present and we want to we want to do things with them. Hello, it's Volker here. I hope you enjoy this episode. You might not realize that I have been coaching for almost a decade through both third parties and private clients. During that time, I've worked with brands such as General Electric, Imperial Brands, DHL and Pepsi. However, this year I'm putting a big emphasis on growing my private coaching practice, improving lives of middle-aged men in leadership positions. So if you hit midlife transition point and you might be a bit stuck or looking to improve your work-life balance, your career or productivity, you want to build a new habit or you just want to become a better version of yourself, please hit me up. You can reach me on Volker at Obnatus, that's Volker at O-B-N-A-T dot U-S, or LinkedIn, whatever is easiest. Thanks, and now, back to the episode. I think, on that note as well, um, which is probably something that, you know, we might not consciously do, but it is kind of carving out time in your week for yourself. You know, it's it sort of, because I think, you know, it's something we've talked about before, you know, the weekend, you know, is meant to be a time of rest and relaxation. And, you know, you can often kind of come back to work on a Monday thinking, oh, now's my time for rest. Because, you know, you're sort of here, there and everywhere, often not because you want, you know, you've chosen to be at those places, but, you know, it's because of parental or family responsibilities so you know even if it is just an hour where you're like right um, on Saturday I'm having an hour I'm going out for a walk all on my own but I me mean, going back to sort of the the whole 
like habit change and you know this arbitrary date of the first of January. I mean, the way that I again often approach it is, you know, because you go you go from this this period of complete gluttony, you know, almost you know often a month of it, where you know it's like oh well it's almost Christmas so yeah let's go out for drinks or you know let's eat that that box of chocolates or and you know if you work in an office there's always extra treats around at Christmas. So you sort of go from this this period where you're eating a lot more and you know you're you're basically giving in to every temptation to then suddenly like oh right well today that all stops whereas i you know my approach is you know you've almost got to kind of have a period of like actually i've spent you know several weeks like eating loads of cheese eating loads of chocolate you know so it's almost like you've got to ease yourself in to the new routine. Um, you know, and that, well, that's my approach anyway. And, and you do have to do that. I mean, and I want to pick up self-care for a minute again, because I, I, again, I talked about that a lot. And again, I see it a lot with my coaches, right? Because, you know, when, when, when you're really driven and I'm, I'm a very driven person, as you know, you, you like to get, if I say, into the space, you want to get your work done, you want to tick off the to-do list, as I say, you know, and, and, you, and you're just in there, working, working, working. And you you, you, you might find guilt, you know, might find that, that, that you feel guilty about not spending time with the family or the kids or whatever. And then comes a weekend, you might have to catch up on work as well, right? So you work all weekend and you never, you never stop. And I notice it, I think I've talked about that end of last year, that, you know, to your point, we, we don't we don't often enough take this time off. So I took Ali down for a walk and it feels like it was December, but I funny enough I saw a picture the other day. It was October. Down to the beach for a 5k walk just to clear my head. And I should do that probably every week. And ideally I do that every weekend. I do that every weekend and, and I've you know I have done that since. Um and I have uh, you know and, and you you can take your kids with it. You know, with, with with you for the walk, right? Or you can take your spouse for a walk, and just this downtime. And you know, if if you really need need alone time, obviously, you know, grab that as well. So, so what I do normally on a Saturday or Sunday, I go for a spinning class, and then I spend um, an hour in the sauna afterwards. And that's just you know, it's just for me. You know, that's my time. And you know, if someone wants to join me, that's fine. But it's just you know, that's me time. So you were talking habits. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and um, I had a really interesting point, which I was going to make that I've heard. Let me tell you something about habits. I, I think they say habits take about 66 days, right? I think it's a rule of thumb. If you do daily habits, 66 days, it becomes oh. a habit. To, to to get a habit, right, it's, it's, you just need to consistently do it. And what, what I do, I just, again, schedule it in your, in, in your diary, right? Because that's when... You know, you, you can remind yourself. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't born, got up at five o'clock and uh, went to the gym five times a week. You know, it's like, it's not what I, you know, naturally do. But over, you know, to, to be honest, the, the reason I started 5am routine was, was twofold. A, all the successful people did it. I'm like, oh, if I do 5am routine, you know, I'll be successful. That's the same reason I started meditation. I'm like, if all the successful people do meditation, I want to meditate. There's no causation, obviously, right? There might be correlation, but there's no causation. Just because you get up early doesn't mean you're successful. 
it worked for me. You know, it worked for me because my, my kids were young and I actually got some exercise done in the morning and meditation works for me. And as, as you know, I teach meditation as well. So that 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 all kind of came together and it's great. But I'm I'm, I'm not if I say religious about meditation in terms of like, oh, you know, following all the, you know, if I say Buddhist or which, whichever you, you want to follow. It's more for me, it's a tool. It's a tool to be more productive, to to be more connected to my inner self, to, to create more self-awareness. Um, so it becomes a productivity tool, you know, rightly or wrongly, I don't know, but for me, it works. And, and that's what matters. And when we when we look at these habits, like I, I give you an example. So I, I used to go to the gym twice a week, three times a week, usually for an hour, hour and a half. And my schedule changed, or as I say, my family schedule changed. So I'm like, I can't do that anymore. I now have to be home <coughs> earlier from, from the gym to make breakfast for the boys, etc. So I now go to the gym five times a week for half an hour. And I'm in the process, actually, at, at the moment, at li literally, and I can show you that, David. I, I literally just drew this this morning, like a, like a grit of my um, week. Because I'm thinking, I want to change something in my week. And I'm not quite sure what I want to change. Um, so, so, so maybe we have a follow-up one from this session. Because what, what I want to do, so I, I block out lunch between one and two religiously every, every day. So I have half an hour nap, half an hour food. And then I normally walk the dock in the morning. And I'm thinking I need to walk the dock at lunchtime. But that means I need an hour and a half for lunch. Which is tricky, right? Because this, this, is, this is active time, right? This is where I can have calls, where I can sell things, right? So I'm thinking I'm going to, but I haven't decided yet. I'm going to do half an hour longer for lunch. But I'm going to make it a walking call or walk, walk and talk call at either 2 o'clock or 12.30 with, with, with people where I say, this is my dog walking time. So I don't need to take Ali out in the morning, which gives me a little bit more peace of mind in the morning, no stress in the morning. And it's a lunchtime walk and I'm available for a call. Have you made that decision that that half an hour is, you know, lost time, so to speak, that that's half an hour that you could be on a call? Or, Which doc you mean? Yeah, you know, you're going, well, I can't have an hour and a half because that's eating into productivity time. An hour's walk, for me, yeah. can be incredibly productive in the, you know, I've got, you know, it helps me work through problems, come up with ideas. So, you know, it's almost like, like well, I could spend an hour sitting at the screen trying to write something. Yeah. But actually, if I get out with the dog go for a walk, you know, and, and I don't, and I guess I, I used to think, oh my God, I'm wasting time. But, yeah. you know, and I guess from what the things I've read, the research I've done, it's like, well, actually, you know, evidence shows that being in nature and walking both kind of help productivity and creativity. Um, and I, you know, I did a link to, well, I think pretty much every video post I do is about the benefits of getting out for a walk. And you're right. So on, on a sort of slightly different tangent, I mean, you, you sort of were talking about habits. And I mean, I think that, you know, there's always like this, this thing of, oh, well, you do that habit, you must be really disciplined. And it's like, well, no, I've developed that habit. And because I repeated that habit, that's giving me discipline. 
you know, it's sort of the other way around. But yeah, I think like also the thing is it's almost, you know, it's easier to make a habit change. And, you know, and you sort of mentioned this, but if it fits in with your, well, your objectives, but your values as a person, for example, it's like, well, my value is I want to be a good father. So therefore, you know, fitting in that hour, as you say, you know, five till six, if you work from home or, you know, you're home from work, fits in with those values. And, you know, it's almost like, well, you know, I'm the type of person that will stick at something to lose weight. Then, you you know, you are more likely to to keep going to the gym. I mean, the, the 30 minutes, it's no, it's not a waste of time. And as you say, your, your research is right. You know, get out for half an hour, you come back more refreshed, more creative, more productive, right? No, no question about it. I think for me, the, the, the challenge I see, I already book an hour for lunch, right? Which is, again, it's, it's fine, and we should book an hour for lunch. However, this, this is prime calling time, right? So I'm, I have a sales background, as, as most people know. So I can only get a hold of customers between nine and six, right? I can't call anyone after six. I can't have a call with someone or a meeting with someone after six unless they agree, of course, or, you know, before nine usually. So that time I need to maximize. So if I have that time maximized, then 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 I'm winning, right? I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of other people. So the, the half an hour is not a waste of time, but I already cut an hour out for lunch, which I think is important. So this is my break, right? This is where I, I, I relax, you know, I have my nap, you know, and, and I eat, right? I think most, most people do. And I'm not a big fan of saying, oh yeah, let's just have a five minute fuel, a five minute nap and get back on it doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for other people. However, I think we're spending so much time on screens, right? Just talking to each other. And I had a call yesterday, a walk and talk with someone, and, and he mentioned it again, and I mentioned it to other people recently when I've done it. And I'm like, this is, this is actually really good. And I need to do more walks and talks, and I can take the dock out, you know, get, get that off the to-do list. At the same time, I get a call done. And if the call doesn't happen, I still have a nice walk. But but I, I can actually go and like, yeah, like literally someone just called me um, and I said, oh, sorry, Obviously, I'm in a podcast recording, I can't answer. And he goes, yeah, I was just out with the dog. I thought I'd give you a quick call. So there are lots of people like me that, that do dog walks, right? So I think I think it's just combining things. It's, 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 it's useful. It's a nice... You know, a nice thing to do. And, and who, who, who used habits? Like, well, it was um, James Clear, Atomic Habits. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not a huge fan of that book. I, I read it. I told you, right? I, I, I read it in the end because I think it was free on Amazon or it was free on somewhere, um, wherever you listen to your books. Um, Spotify now does books, by the way. If, you, if you're after books and you have a premium subscription, you don't need Audible anymore. But uh, yeah, <laughs> on a side note, if you want to save some pennies, I, I cancel my Audible found most books on um, Spotify. And if you go over your included reading for or, or listening time, you can buy a bulk of additional hours that are valid and, and roll over. It's, it's, it's brilliant, actually. Really like it. Um, so that's another productivity habit, right? When I'm in the gym, but everyone else, I think, but I don't know, listens to music and goes like, oh, yeah, pumping, you know, iron, you know. Oh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to audiobooks, so I constantly feed my mind. But I'm also very consciously don't feed my mind when I go on a walk. 
because you can't constantly have this input. And and again, like anything in life, it comes down to balance and moderation, right? Where you kind of need to, you know, you, you mentioned discipline. If I say I'm, I'm known for, for being very disciplined with myself, but I'm one of these people, and, and, and I mentioned on a podcast before, right? You give me a pack of mini eggs and I just eat them. I've always been like that. You know, you give me a packet of cigarettes, I smoke them. You know, I, I, I used to chain smoke, right? I've, I've, I've always done things, if I say, to an extreme. Or I don't do them at all. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like black and white in that sense, right? I, I either do the podcast or I don't do a podcast at all. So I'm either 100% committed or I'm not committed at all. And that's that's why when, when I start something and I'm committed, then, then I fucking get on with it. Sorry, don't, don't want to blow my own trumpet here, but it's just... <laughs> You know, and but it comes down to your personality as well and what works for you. And and I guess that's why why I love coaching, right? Because my my my, my you know, we we talked about that before we went live, right? It's about helping people, supporting people, getting people into a better space. And if you work person centered like myself, it you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you use some some NLP techniques, some 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 therapy techniques, some uh, coaching techniques. Or, or just your common sense, right? As long as you can help that person, that's what's important. That's an interesting point, actually, sort of using common sense, <laughs> which seems like such a ridiculous thing to say. But at the same time, it seems like we live in an age where you have to say it. I read something in, literally in the last few days, and it was um, it was basically about mind fasting. Fasting mind your fasting. mind. What where basically, fuck? where you, you know, you literally don't have any stimulation. And mm-hmm. and as I say, you know, I guess that's kind of what, you know, my walks in the, in you know, with the dog, especially like there's, you know, there's a place. Rare, <laughs> Is that not meditation? Well, that again, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, oh, you know, just taking a break. You know, it, it, it's, you know, a bit of time to yourself. I mean, on, on that note, with, with meditation, right? Just, just to bring that point back where I say meditation for me is, is, is a productivity tool. If you look at, you know, going for a run, going for a walk, going swimming, you know, what, whatever it is you do to, to keep fit, to get out and about. And if you, if you don't, if I say meditate in the traditional sense and sit down for 20 minutes or half an hour or 10 minutes, whatever you, you choose to do. But if your meditation is to go out on a bike ride and just switch off your brain, obviously watch the traffic, but... No, then, then, then that, that's still fine. You know, I mean, this this is still meditation for, yeah. for me. Talents, right? I'm, I'm not judging anyone that goes like, "Oh, I can't sit down and not think about anything." You know, and and, and you don't have to. You know, if if you can clear your mind and and create more self awareness, and you know, and and become more productive and 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 think things through because you you're on your bike, you're going for a run or whatever, then that's fine and that's great. Because what, what what you do essentially, you just kind of like get 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 your brain, you know, to to to, to stop thinking essentially, right? It's it's a bit like hypnosis, right? When when we we always say that when we um, take on hypnosis clients, where we where we explain it's like you, you're driving from A to B and you don't know how you get to B because your your mind is somewhere completely else. Whilst you're driving, this this is kind of like the same stage you're at when when you're in hypnosis, and oh, that's good you, and that's good for you. Meditation is still slightly different, but it's, you know, I, I, I accept it as for, for what it is. Man Up, Man Down is sponsored by Well Doing. As someone who has seen a counsellor for a number of years, I think their approach is great. 
they want you to find the mental health professional who is right for you. You can filter your search to highlight therapists with expertise where you need it, or you can pay to use their personalised matching service. The people who run Welldoing are experts in mental well-being, and they also have loads of posts and interviews to keep your mental health in good shape. Take a look at welldoing.org. You know, I was just going to say, I did that the other day, where I was driving, and then I suddenly got to a point, I'm like, you know, I've missed the turning, because, you know, I was sort of, yeah, you know, so I was so deep in my thoughts, but you know, obviously still driving. I guess to a certain extent, conscious yeah. of what was going on in the road. But I was suddenly like, "Oh right, yeah, I'm not going this way. I was meant to go that way." Um, but yeah, I mean, sort of going back to what you're saying about habit stacking and saying about you know listening to podcasts when you're exercising. I mean, I, I sort of take a slightly different approach to that in the on often, you know, if there's something on Netflix, I'm like, oh, I might start watching it and I'm like, no, I'm going to save this for when I'm on the exercise bike. So it's almost like if I want to watch that program, I've got to get on the exercise bike. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of taking something that, I might not necessarily be motivated to do, which is, you know, get on the, you know, stationary bike. Yeah. It's like, well, actually the reward is that it's almost like I'm, I'm relaxing. So I'm watching something I enjoy, but I'm also, you know, doing something relatively productive in exercising. And, you know, it's like, well, I've kind of fitted two activities, you know, even though one, but well, you know, might not be, well, you know, deemed as productive or beneficial. But I mean, and actually that's, you know, another thing. I mean, your New Year's resolution might be, I'm going to watch less Netflix. And it's like, well, actually it could be, I'm going to watch more sort of educational stuff on Netflix. And um, I mean, something that sort of resonated with me quite recently, I um, signed up for like the BBC Maestro, like masterclass sort of thing. And um, it's basically like video courses from experts in their field. But basically, I'm doing one on Lee Child, who wrote the Jack Reacher books. Well, it's about his writing process, but he kind of talks more about the the commercial aspect. But he, you know, he's his thing is like what what makes a great writer is you've got to be a huge reader. And he's like, I read eighty percent of the time, and I write twenty percent of the time. And, you know, and he's like, also, I'll read anything and everything. So, and, and it, you know, like, I, I love the Jack Reacher books. Um, and as a result of, of sort of doing this course, I started reading them again. But there's so much, like, information, like, random information there. And now, sort of, from, from hearing Lee Child say that, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. It's almost like, and, and he basically says, you pick up, you know, inadverted commas, useless information, but at some point, and again, you know, it almost yeah. goes back to that Steve Jobs quote. But, you know, some of the things that I've watched on Netflix over the last year, I've then been writing something for a client. And I'm like, oh, well, actually, I can use this analogy that I learned from this documentary about ancient civilization. Yeah. You know, so I guess what I'm trying to say <laughs> is sometimes... Wasted time isn't necessarily wasted. Yeah, and 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 if I say I'm to a certain extent, I'm with you on that. Um, what I 
what I don't do, I don't binge watch. I mean, having said that, we just recently got into a series. And once you're in a series, you binge watch it, right? Uh, what, which one is it? It's Manifest. Oh, right. Yeah, with the plane. But this yeah. Is, yeah. Great when it runs on Netflix, but season two and three in the UK are on Sky now. Um, and it's, oh, the usability of that platform is a fucking nightmare. So whoever designed that, just, you know, seriously. I don't believe people get away with that really bad. Anyway, we, we, we're done season two and three. We, we're in the final 10 episodes. So we're back on Netflix now on season four. And it's just, you know, yes, I get into that, but I'm, I'm not someone, you know, I don't stop working and go like, oh, I now need to watch TV. I quite happily just, just go to bed at nine o'clock, you know, because or also because I get up early. But I'm like, you know, I, I feel like when, when you talk about Netflix, you, you're constantly watching something on Netflix and you're constantly looking for something new to watch. You know, I'm, I'm not really like that. I don't need that. I mean, it's nice to have a series you watch, right? But I don't, you know, and every now and then I get into one, but I'm not I'm not needing it. I wouldn't, you know, I don't, don't, don't watch TV at all anymore. You know, I won't watch TV, I guess, for the sake of it. And yeah. sort of the moment that I'm like, you know, and it's, you know, it's, well, I guess it, it's, you sort of talk about how you like enjoy work. Uh, I'm not saying I yeah. don't enjoy work, but. I guess, you know, it's like, well, that is how I relax. You know, that is kind of yeah. ending my day and how I unwind. But, but yeah, you know, I, I, I sort of, if I'm like, actually, I'm not taking this in, then I'm like, right, well, I'll I'll carry on with that book that I'm reading. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you'll often find me reclining on the sofa, you know, with the wood burner on, listening to Classic FM. Really? Reading a, reading a Jack Reach novel <laughs> or, or something a bit more sophisticated. But, See, if uh, that happens to me, I um, I just close my eyes and fall asleep. As our sleep expert said that, you know, maybe you're getting up too early. Yeah, I mean, we have him coming up still. So he's he's coming out in, I think, two or three episodes from now. Um, so uh, let's go out before that. Yeah, yeah, this one goes out before, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't want to take too much away. Maybe I'm getting up too much, too 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 early, but it it serves my it serves me. I'm so much more productive. Coming back to the original topic, I'm so much more productive in the morning than I am, you know, in the afternoon, evenings, and you know, I th I think if I didn't get up early, then I would stay up late, and if I stayed up late, I probably wouldn't get as much done. I mean, you know, that that is an interesting point. It's like why why is there this you know cult of 5 a.m and you know like i, I sort of st i know stephen bartlett has said that he you know he's not in the 5 a.m club you know and he'll often get up at midday and you know but work through the night yeah i mean you know what so why is there a 5 a.m cult and not a 10 10 at night till 12 a.m cult when there probably are, you know, like, as you say, it's sort of just getting up at 5am doesn't automatically make you successful. And again, it is that thing of, well, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. Yeah, and, and, and I always say that as a caveat, right? My 5am might be your 6am, might be Stephen Bartlett's 12pm, right? Mm. And you you want to live your life the way it best works for you. The, the challenge we all have is that most of us, maybe Stephen Bartlett doesn't anymore, need to work nine to five, right? Or nine to six. Mm -hmm. So again, coming back to the, these are the core hours, right? 
Mm. I can't I can't have a call at ten o'clock at night or at five o'clock in the morning. I mean, unless I work different time zones, of course. Yeah, you've got to get more international. That's, that's yeah. what you need to do. And uh, I've I've had calls at six o'clock, five thirty in the morning, etc. That's I think that the 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 challenge is you need to work out what works best for you. And I don't know where the five AM comes from originally because I think it's Robin Sharma when he published his book a few years ago during lockdown, you know, 5am routine and then people commenting on videos and, oh, I'm so tired, you know. Like, then don't fucking do it. If it doesn't work for you, <laughs> because someone wrote a book on it doesn't mean it's right. And I never read Robin's book, so I hope he caveated it as well. But the, the, the reason I think most people, where the 5am routine comes from is because people realize between 5 and 7 or 5 and 8, you don't have any disturbances, right? Which means you're, you're, usually your kids are still asleep. There are no emails coming in. The gym is usually quieter, right? So, so you know, we, we talked about Steve Jobs earlier, right? But Tim, Tim Cook is a 5 a.m. person, right? And, and and he's very disciplined from, not that I know him personally, but from from what I've read, you know, he, he gets to the gym at five, then, then he does his emails for one or two hours, right? And it's, it's just executive time. Right, a lot of executives do that because as soon as it comes to nine o'clock or eight o'clock for public executives, you're in there. You have a meeting after meeting. You have fires to 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 put out. You have decisions to make. You probably don't have an hour lunchtime like me, right? And and you probably work until seven or eight easily, which means your your eight to ten routine, you know, might fall off the bandwagon because you you you're, you're fucking knackered. Or, or you, you might want to see your wife or, or your partner before you go to bed, I kind of think. And it's, it's just the, the 5 a.m., 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., you can control, mm. right? This, 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 this is a part of the day you can control. I believe 6 to 8, you can't control. And coming back to me rescheduling, as I say, I'm looking at my schedule at the moment, and I think I want to reschedule things. But I'd love to schedule in two days a week where I'm going to the gym with the family, but that cannot be 5 a.m. It needs to be either 5 or 6 p.m. So if I do that, you know, then then I have to completely change my schedule. And I'm like, oh, how busy will the gym be at 6 o'clock, right? What will traffic be? You know, what what if I have a client call coming in at half 5? Can I really say no, 6 o'clock is my family time? Am, am I strong enough to draw that boundary? And yes, I need to be and I should be. And and it's it's a new habit I need to be creating because I'm I my habit at the moment is like I'm working until six half six ish you know most days sometimes seven and that's what I do right and I just need to change that break it and, and create a new habit but it's possible that's what I'm saying you, you always need to refine things just, just because what worked for me the last five years doesn't mean it's going to work for the next five years mm. and you know and I think that's sort of the important thing isn't it I mean I, you know, I've I've sort of gone through periods of getting up at six and getting straight on the bike, and you know, obviously we we had a period where I was like, right, Volker, you gotta call me or WhatsApp me, at, you know, to make yeah. sure I'm up. And I think it worked for two days, and then turn my phone off. But yeah, you know, it, it often it's like, well, this routine works now, but then the children have, have grown up, or you know, so it's like actually you've got to make allowances, and you know, obviously any routine. You've always got to have a bit of flexibility around the okay. others in your life. I find that difficult, to be honest. I'm, I'm traveling, you know, for, for, for work next couple of weeks, and 
I'm I'm not coming back until eleven o'clock at night to the airport if the flight is on time, mm. which means I'm probably not going to be in bed until just after midnight. I can't get up at five o'clock, and I won't get up at five o'clock the next day. So I'm missing another gym session, and and it already bothers me. I mean, I don't let it bother me, but you know, because I'm I'm so driven by my routine. But as to yeah. your point, don't, don't beat yourself up if the routine doesn't work. You know, you sometimes have to compromise, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still learning that. We're all still learning. Every day is a school day, right? Exactly. We were to try and uh, sort of round it up and summarize summarize into a product or package we could sell, but you know, I, I, I guess sort of it's kind of planning ahead, scheduling, time blocking, yeah. being flexible, yet have boundaries. Yeah, have a routine that fits with you. And, you know, it feels natural to you and aligns with your, as I say, values and objectives. Anything else you think to put on top of that? No. Well, I guess, yeah, not beating yourself up when it doesn't pan out. But actually, I think another thing that I've often heard is almost like it's okay to miss, like, if we're talking about a gym session. Yeah, it's okay to miss a session. It's okay to miss one, but... You really should try and avoid missing the next one because that's when the habit ends. Exactly. And to, to be honest, I was, when was it on Monday? I think um, this week. I woke up and I just was fucking knackered. I mean, I did my back in last week. hadn't had a day without the gym. I went back on the on the spinning on, on Sunday and I woke up on Monday and I'm like, no, turned around and slept until seven. I don't do that very often, but I didn't beat myself up. Because that, that's where self-care comes in. Yeah. And, and and you create need to create that self-awareness and self-care and go like, wait a second, you know, I'm, I'm not fit to go to the gym. You know, if I have a cold, I don't go to the gym. If I'm not feeling like I should, don't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You can skip a day. You can skip a whole week if you want to, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, let's say you have a cold or whatever, right? But make sure you get back into it, as you say, right? Get, get back on the horse. Oh, actually, I've forgotten my my other bit of uh, my gem of advice, which is uh, something that I've always adhered to is that twenty minute rule of you know if there's something that exercise is a prime example. Yeah, where and I actually heard it from six six times Kona Ironman winner Dave Scott or Dave Stott. But yeah, he was like, well, on the days that you you can't be bothered to train. Yeah, so I do 20 minutes. And he said, nine times out of 10, after 20 minutes, you'll be like, actually, yeah, I can do this. And then, you know, after 20 minutes, if you're still not feeling it, it's like, well, I gave it a go, which was terrible advice when I went out on my bike. And after 20 minutes, I thought, actually, I can't be bothered with this and realized I've spent 20 minutes going downhill. So then I had 40 minutes going up to get back. I mean, if you need more advice, hit us up. Find us on social, comment, whatever. And uh, yeah, check out the uh, WhatsApp community um, by looking on our LinkedIn page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll obviously be sharing that a lot more. And, you know, hopefully this ramble that has made you feel a bit better um, and helped you get on track if you feel like your uh, New Year's resolutions have slid away. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode feel free to reach out to Folker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.